Let's clap hands for Jesus one more time. Clap, 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 hands for Jesus one more time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I am blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Say, I am blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Are you excited? Um, I have been, since last week, we, we talked about loving God. Amen. We thank God for the teachings that you are getting in the house. Let's clap hands for the ministers here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can see that the spirit of the Lord is upon them. The spirit of the house is also upon them. To walk in the same things that I walk in. Hallelujah. If indeed you will honor this grace here, you'll be chased by it. It will follow you wherever you go. Amen. Are you happy to be here? I came from Sasolbeck. We thank God for the work there as well. Hallelujah. And Pretoria also, you saw that the work is going on there. Wow, God is great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You know, as I was listening to the audio, which I don't normally do, uh, from last week's message, I realized, indeed, God is speaking in this house. Hi. You know, God is speaking in this house. Amen. You know, when, 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 when we heard that the word that is in your heart will circumcise your heart, oh my God. Otherwise, it is blunt or it is not in the heart. One or two things, it cannot cut or it is not in the heart. Is in the mind. Wow. And when said to to, to Ezekiel and uh, and um, and and John that they must take the book and eat it, and in the mouth it shall be sweet, and then in the stomach it will be bitter. And 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 that took me back to to the parable of the sower in the book of Matthew chapter thirteen where he spoke about the seed that falls on, on the dry ground, on the rocky ground. And he said it is the, the kind of the word that is received with excitement. It is sweet. But then he says then it does not develop roots. In other words, we don't allow it to go down and so that it begins to transform us. Transformation is not nice. It's bitter. 
So when you're excited by the word and say, what a word, what a word, it is the beginning of the work. It's not the end of the work. It's nice, yes, we're blessed, yes, but what next? Sweet in the mouth. When you go home, it must become bitter. Are you here? That's the problem today. Nobody wants to put in the hard work. No one. That's why people don't change. How many times have we been preached to? How many, ask you, how many messages have you had in your life? Want to be honest with me. Since you were born, how many? Do, do you realize you finished the Bible? Does you never realize you finished the Bible? Listen to every sermon, every scripture. Finish the Bible, isn't it? But now, when you look at your life, does it say that also? Does it say that? Hmm? Does the Bible describe you? If I open any page of the Bible and I read it, will you say, that's me? Oh. The Bible is Jesus Christ himself, is the word. You know, as she was talking here and I began to hear certain things that you see, this is so true what she was speaking here that, oh my God, that was revelation. And it says that, I had the spirit says that, yes, it's true that the devil has the knowledge of the operations of the kingdom. That is why the word was given to you to reveal the operations of the kingdom. Otherwise, he will be cheated because he knows and you don't know. Wow. That's why you can say it is written. It did not have to be written for him to know it. It was written for you and I, not for him. He knew it. The writing was for us to know. Are you in the synagogues? <laughs> And I said, wow. And I was sitting there, I'm listening. I said, wow, what a revelation. Yeah. And the Spirit began to take me to another level. Yeah. <sighs> Amen. This is what we must appreciate, that God is walking in our midst. More than the things that we haven't seen. Those will come. Those will come. One day we shall have an air conditioner here. You know that? Yeah. You know that? Ah, your excitement doesn't. Do you know that? Hmm? One day I'll just be t telling the operators, no, let's make the degree 21 degrees. How many of you believe what I'm saying here? Do you think it's far, this, this thing? I see the way the devil fights me that is too close. Amen. Do you know you have worn it until you give it away? Oh, come on, people of God. This is for you to give away. It is already in the pocket. The modern victorious don't get involved in fights.
They win before they fight. Because they're not the ones to fight. Hallelujah. Let's not give it away because of the intensity of the moment. Imagine you feel the heat, but you're not in the fire. Am, am I talking to somebody? You feel the heat, but you're not in the fire. Amen? Imagine if you were in the fire. Someone else is in the fire for you. All this, what you're feeling, is just a bit of a heat here and there. But the real fire is himself in it. Are you, are you hearing me? So God fights our fights. Amen? We just have to do what? To, to receive. Amen? Yes, somebody might say, yes, you can be in the fire with him. Yes. He is right there with, imagine if he was not there in that fire. Imagine if he was not there with you in that fire, if you happen to be in the fire. Are you, are you hearing me? Do you love Jesus Christ? So, the soul, I mean, the, the, heart, the, the, the love of God, the Bible said, in, we read in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, that we ought to love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our, with all our strength or might. Amen? So I said to you, we'll see if God allows, we'll continue to talk about the soul and then the might and what it means. Are you here? So we spoke about the heart, how to love God with all your heart. And we said key to that is what circumcision. Amen? Circum what? Circumcision. Yeah. That's where many of us fail, flat. We can't go past circumcision. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? So today we are going to talk about loving God with all our soul. What it means to love God with all your soul. Traditionally, uh, the soul has been defined as the seed of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Meaning, that's where they are. Remember, they are not the soul. It's the seed. In other words, that's where they are. The soul is much bigger and broader than those three things, honestly. Are you in the house of God? So, the, most of the soul really remains a mystery. Some people des de describe it as the subconscious, the unconscious, the what have you. They are trying to come with some secular way of describing this soul. Amen. Are you in the house of God? In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, hallelujah, uh, we find there, uh, let's read the 11,
or let me read it in, 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 my, in my translation. Ecclesiastes what? Three verse? Three verse 11. Hallelujah. Okay, you can, you, you can read. My, okay, you can read. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. Uh-huh. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Yes. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Yes. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Now, in Amplified Version, I, 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 I like it. It says, he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose, in a human heart. I just love it. A mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Wow. I found that to be interesting. That there is a mystery, there's something that is in our heart that God has put in our heart called the soul or in our lives in a human being called the soul that is mysterious. Amen? That is mysterious that tends to drive us. You see, that's the thing with the soul, that it tends to drive us. Um, if you look at the Hebrew word for the soul, um, it's nepesh. Say nepesh. I'm just funny. Hallelujah. Um, nepesh. Say nepesh. Now, what is this nepesh? Uh, if, if you read in the book of um, Psalms 42, just read Psalms 42, verse 1 and 2. 42, 1 and 2. Psalms 42, verse 1. Uh -huh. As the deer pants for the water, uh -huh. so pants my soul for you, O God. As, as, as the deer pants for water, so pants my soul my soul for you, God. Hallelujah. Now, as the deer panthers for, as the deer, as the deer, in other words, as the deer panther, meaning so thirsty that it desires something to be done, so, so, so desires for water because it knows when I get water, this thing will be quenched. And he says, my soul Repented for you, Lord. Now, I wonder if you understand this. Are you here? In other words, there is a... Now, the word nepesh, say nepesh, which is the Hebrew word for, for soul, it's also translated in many scriptures in the Old Testament as desires. Meaning that my soul or your soul must desire God. So it's, it's not just a seed of mind emotions, but this talks about desires as well. Say desires. Say desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say desires. 
Now, here's the thing that I want to tell you this morning. That the soul has this void. The soul of man has this void that drives him like a deer that wants water. This void or this desire drives a human being to do things. But you see, the problem is that many of us don't understand this urge and we look for things in the world to satisfy the urge. This thing was left in us when we lost our relationship so that we can seek him and a relationship with him. Can I talk to somebody else? But often, this is the thing that is misinterpreted and many people look for things to bring about this peace, inner peace. What am I t talking about? Often in the world today, people look for things to fill up this void. And they think the more they do this is the more they will be satisfied. But they realize that the more they do it is the more they need more of it. Because they are trying to satisfy something that is spiritual, or that seeks for spiritual things, with the things of the world. And many people don't understand that. And it does not even have to be a bad thing. Sometimes it's even a good thing. I'll give you an example. That some people are not satisfied with their level of education. They keep reading. I mean, they keep reading. They read everything that exists on earth. They do every degree there is, but they're still not happy. Why? Because they are looking at education to fill up the void. There's nothing wrong with education, but that's why people will achieve so much in the world and kill themselves. Because there is no more that they can see out there to fill the void. Am I talking to somebody in the house here? Whenever you see somebody and you ask yourself, why is this person not satisfied? You must know that there is something that they are trying to fill up with the wrong thing. I mean, many of you, you will see these corrupt, these corrupt politicians that were in the commission of inquiry. I mean, those people took millions. And you wonder, was one million not enough? Was two, one mansion not enough? They keep going back. They keep going back. They keep going back. Why? Because they think that their satisfaction is going to be in these things. Am I talking to somebody here? Our the desire of the flesh, of the soul, is for God. Hallelujah. And unless that is satisfied, a human being will never have peace. You know, when God says, love me with all your souls, he's trying to save you from something. Oh. Am I talking to, am I talking to somebody in the house? Look at your neighbor. When God says, love me with all your soul, 
is trying to save you from something. The soul is in the center of destruction of many lives, but yet people don't know it. The truth is this, that there is no soul that will rest in peace in the grave unless it rested before it went into the grave. We can write RIPs as much as, much as we want. We enter that rest knowingly before the end. Hello? Hello? So our, our lives and our soul is crying not for things, but for God. If you are here, you think that if you were had something else, somewhere else, your life would be better, then you have a problem. If you think marriage will solve your problems, then don't get married. If you think a car is going to make you happy, don't buy a car. If you think a job is going to make you happy, then don't get a job. Let me tell you this. You know, the things, unless your relationship is restored with God, remember that vertical reconciliation will bring about horizontal reconciliation. <laughs> you need to reconcile to God before you reconcile to things. Oh, people of God. Are you here? These are the things that we have lost. We have had them before. So that's why it's reconciliation. That's why we have to go. The closer we go to God is the closer we get to things. Hello. Hello. Are you, are you in the house of God? Tell your neighbor, the closer we get to God. The more we run away from God is the more things run away from us. Who wants, thing, who wants, who wants anybody who does not want God? You know, nature knows. Everything knows, Sarah. This one does not want eyes. It runs away from you. When you come and see God, you say, Jesus, oh, okay. How are you? Good morning. But if you come, they, uh, there's no Jesus here. They run. That's why you never catch them. Say, never, don't run. You'll get tired. Just Relax. Amen. Just work on your life. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul. Your desires. Desire him. Want him. There's a story that we're going to read about in the book of Luke chapter 7. We're going to look at a few things there. Luke chapter 7. Are you in the house of God? Say, I want to love God with all my soul. 
Amen. You need to secure your, your place, your soul, a future in God. Tell me, but you need to secure your, your soul, a future in God. Amen. We're going to learn something today. Do you want to learn something? You know, we all need to have something, some take-home message. You know, you know I, I, I do. You won't believe how the last Sunday's message has transformed my own house. I mean, my uh, prayer life in my house has turned, turned around 180 degrees this week. Are you listening to me? So I'm preaching to myself. It's not just you. I'm also listening. I'm, gonna, I'm taking notes in my heart. I want to do them. I never teach what I don't believe. Hallelujah. I never teach what I don't believe. But it doesn't mean I've succeeded in it. Even though I failed, I'll still teach it. Because the, the things of God don't need my validation. I don't need to succeed in them for them to work for you. I'll preach them even if I, it failed in me. Because it never fails. It's only me who fails. But I will believe them even if I have not measured up. I'll tell you that. I'll not hide it. Because I can see there's life in it. You know, some people are used, are used by the devil. They listen to our preaching and say, but how can you talk like that when his life is like that? Hey. I'm saying, but hey. Whose mouthpiece are you? Look at his children, they are like this. How can he say he's a preacher? Hey, whose mouthpiece are you? Do you know that the very same person who says you must talk like that is the same one who attacked my family? Or this person's family? Somebody said, a Christian army is the worst kind of an, of an army because it, it devours its own casualties. When you fall down, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do nothing. They just, oh, finish you. They finish you. They don't, they don't... Uh, help you. They don't. They don't call an ambulance. They just, they, nothing. They say, what? It's your fault. <laughs> Never stop. The worst kind of an army. West. Because we're all fighting. And as you're fighting the devil, there are casualties. And when you fall, they finish you. You are a sinner. 
where, where, do you think, where did you think you end? Yeah. Finish. We move on. If we were, if we were um, helping our wounded, we would be far as an army. Anna Litenkatu. He has been preaching about this. You know, he's been preaching about Honey has got a problem. Hey, what's thing He was preaching about it. But he falls victim of it. How? How? Senator, who spokesperson are you? Are you here? Is somebody being encouraged in the house? Yes. And he will try to discredit those who preach the truth to silence them. Luke 7. From verse 36. Luke chapter 7 verse 36. Uh-huh. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. Verse 37. Now I want to say something about this, is this story. The Pharisee, you know, for him to have invited uh, Jesus, he probably thought he's qualified. Because these are the people who were watching the law closely. And he thought, um, I do qualify to, to host this man in my house. Because these are the same people who, who accused him of associating with wrong people. Sinners. So, so the man must have checked himself, checked his house. I've got this place to put Jesus. You know, I'm okay. Hallelujah. Perhaps he had a nice house, nice dinner table. He said, I can, I can host him. Hallelujah. So Jesus comes to his house. Okay, continue. Verse 37. Uh-huh. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Yes. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. Verse now, I want to say something about this woman. Hallelujah. Are you, are you here? This woman knew who she was. She knew she was a sinner. Worst kind, perhaps. Prostitute. And she goes to, number one, a Pharisee's house. The people, they know that they will send you to hell like today, this afternoon. <laughs> oh, can I talk to somebody here? This woman gathered strength. You know what? If you want something, it does not matter who says what. If you really want something from God, don't care who says what to. Tell you never, don't care who says what. He knew what the Pharisee think of her, but he didn't care. She went to her house. He didn't wait to say, ah, maybe I mustn't go today because he's not in, he, at least when he's not with the Pharisee. No, she went there when she was with the Pharisee. She had decided, this is my time, this is my moment. I'm not even going to wait. 
You know, some of us say, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Maybe, what will people think? Today, there's too, there's too many people today, you know. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, you're sitting there, you're thinking, God says you must do something. This time is your moment. Instead of standing up and say, ah, not today. My girlfriend is here today. Say neighbor. If you look around before you do something, you will miss an opportunity. Hallelujah. If you really, you know, when God speaks to you, there's the moment to do it. She, she went and she went then. Yes. Now, secondly, she's coming to Jesus, the Son of God Himself. Just as she was, she came. Hallelujah. Against all odds. Odds were stacked against her. She gate crashed the party. That was not for sinners. In the Pharaoh's house, as a sinner, you are not invited for sure. Worst thing if you are a prostitute and everybody knows in town. She came. There's something that she wants. But the problem is that you, 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 you don't want this thing enough. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You don't want it enough. You're making too many calculations. What if, what if, what if, what now, man? What if, you don't want it. You see, if you have decided that there is nothing to, to lose anymore, then you, you are ready for your miracle. Hallelujah. Once you have decided, I don't care now. Look, there's more to lose if I don't go than to gain. There's more to lose if I don't do this than to gain. I'm going. You need to make that, you need to make that calculation in your life. Then you are ready to find the heart of God. Hmm. Are you here? Yes, sir. Continue ready. Verse 38. Uh -huh. She stood at his feet behind him, uh -huh. weeping. Yes. And she began to wash his feet with her tears. Yes. And wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Mm -hmm. Verse 39. Yes. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this. Yes. He spoke to himself, saying, mm -hmm. This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is, who is touching him, for she is a sinner. <laughs> you know what? There are people who, who have discredited you from doing anything for God. Are, are you hearing me? Whenever they see you close to the to, to the men of God or the pulpit, they say, no, not this one. Not this one. No, 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 not this one. Are you hearing me? Not this one. Because they've got your history. They've got your records. Oh, there are people who are consumed about your history. You know what? I say congratulations because you have got a lot of things for people to read about you. To read. 
Hallelujah. I say whatever mistakes that you have made in your life are for the record of how God can change a life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The man is thinking in his heart. And he doesn't realize that with, with God you are screaming. Because he's, he's a spiritual God. Yeah, just your thought is making too much noise. He was thinking and the Bible is recording his thoughts. <laughs> we are reading his thoughts. hearing what I'm hearing. We are reading his thoughts here. How did we know his thoughts? We are reading his thoughts. Hallelujah. You know, some people think they are thinking things to themselves. You know what? Your, your thoughts are making so much noise in the realm of the spirit. It's public knowledge. You know, how, 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 do, how does, do evil people know that they could go to certain kind of people and use them? If, if the devil wants to, to hurt her, he's going to go to her. God forbid. Where will I get an, to want to make an example in the church? Who is a volunteer now? You volunteer. Are you in the house of God? In church like this, she's doing well for God. She's, she's in the spirit. She's serving God. She's, the devil doesn't like it. So, here. Who do I use? You think the devil is going to walk to her and say, hey, you, no. He's going to look around and look for those with evil thoughts. Because he can see the thoughts. can read the thoughts. He can, he can, they're making noise in the realm of the spirit. The, the thought for bad things, the thought for, for, for evil on other people. He's looking for such people. Then he comes, say, he shows you something. Shows you. You said you volunteer, you. So she volunteers. Yeah. Then he says, the clothes, that's right. He's not going to go far. He's going to look around for the bed one. Around. And I say, okay, go do one, two, three. To this one. Hallelujah. You go here and say, you know what? You're not the only one who can pray around here. You're not the one. We all can pray. Have you heard that before? We all can pray. And why this person say this to me? Who said I'm the only one who can pray? I'm just praying. They're just offended that I'm praying. You're not the only one. Simply because I asked her to pray. God or someone. Are, are you listening to me? And it's not just going to... Because there are things that are known in the realm of the spirit. This one is not good. Look after your hearts. Look after your thoughts. Are, 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 are you here? 
so that you cannot be used. You know, I always say this. Remember I said that the purposes of God about my life will come to pass. And some of them, some of the things are not nice. You know, Jesus Christ died. And as you are you are sold out by who? Judas. Hey, somebody had to sell Judas. Somebody had to do it. But it does not have to be Judas. Somebody has to. That's why Jesus Christ preached to him before the day. It means there was a chance to change. Hey, maybe there was going to be a replacement. Hallelujah. So, there are people who will tempt you. You can't avoid it. But who unto those through whom it happens? I understand why you're not clapping. I understand you. Not accusing anything. I understand you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here in this Barcelona? Are you still here? Let's continue reading. Verse 40. Uh -huh. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Yeah. So he said... I like that. What version is this? He says, I have something. Uh, my version is someone, I've got something to say to you. That sounds nice. Okay. So he said, uh -huh. teacher, say it. Uh, yes. Verse 41. Uh -huh. Then there was, there was a certain creditor uh -huh. who had two debtors. Yes. One owed 500 denarii mm -hmm. and the other 50. Mm -hmm. Verse 42. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Mm -hmm. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Mm -hmm. Verse 43. Yes. Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Mm -hmm. Verse 44. Mm -hmm. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Verse 45. You know, good people, there will be people who come into the place like this one and, and be concerned with religious things. Are, are, you, are you hearing me? But there will be those that will come in and, be, and do what this... The, the spirit requires them to do at that moment. Are, are you hearing me? Because even at this level, as a Pharisee, should have known that he must give Jesus at least water. At, at his level. He says, even at your level, as, as unspiritual as you are, you did not do even the matters of the law. No. No, 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 no water for my feet. Hallelujah. Which spoke, which was speaking, everything that you see there speaks of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
even in the law, hallelujah, he spoke about kissing him. He spoke about anointing his head with oil. It's those things you did not do. You didn't even recognize me as the Messiah. I mean, he was on another level. And, and the Pharisee was stunned. You know, what is he talking about? But he says, let me tell you about this woman. Let me tell you about Let's leave this. Let's leave the, the religious matters that you don't understand that they were speaking of me. Let me speak about this woman. What this woman did. She washed my feet with her tears. Hallelujah. She washed my feet with what? With her tears. And, and, and dried them with what? With her hair. And on top of that, she opened this box, this perfume, broke it. Yes. Expensive perfume. Perhaps the last thing that she had. She looked around in the house. The Pharisee had many things. They said, this one, I love it. I'm going to use it on him. He came with them. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ is using this parable, this story, to show him appreciation. Appreciation. Say appreciation. Now, gratitude is at the center of appreciation for what God has done for us. You cannot love God unless you have gratitude. Now, I want, I want, I want to define what is gratitude to you. Are you here? Yes, sir. Say gratitude. gratitude. Say gratitude. gratitude. Now, according to one of the dictionaries, the Webster's dictionary, Webster, say Webster. It talks of this. It says it's appreciating or appreciative of benefits received. Appreciating benefits received. But I love this even more. It says, please or pleasing by reason of comfort, now, comfort supplied or discomfort alleviated. And now that's key. That's key. Pleasing by reason of comfort supplied. Or what? Discomfort alleviated. Now listen. The problem is that in the world today, we only appreciate the things that we receive. We don't appreciate the things we have been brought out of. That's a problem. You can have two people going through the same circumstances but come out differently. Because one, something has been alleviated although nothing has been received in the physical. Okay. You may not be sleeping today on an Edblow post-apedic. But when I look at you, nothing says you have been sleeping on a mattress, like flat, flat, two, two centimeter mattress. Okay, let me talk to somebody here. 
There are people who sleep on those kinds of beds and they wake up, it's like they've been through war. You look at their faces like somebody has been beating them all night. But I see you, child of God, you just woke up from Matras. And I see and I look at you, I see the glory of God. I say, what is this now? Oh, am I talking to somebody? When you go to sleep on that Matras, you know, you go for it. You look forward to go to it. You go, and you go, I mean, you sleep, you sleep, you snow. You smile in your sleep. But there is a guy who's supposed to sleep on egg, on, what do you call this? Uh, Postapedic. They don't just jump on it because they know there are nightmares there. They know how much they run in their sleep. They can feel the bed shaking. When they, are, they don't want to sleep. They don't want to go to sleep. They watch TV until 2 o'clock. When they're thinking of that bed, they say, no, I don't want to go to that bed. But yet the bed is nice. But you, alleviation has taken place. Although you have not received things, but the ones that you have have turned around for the better for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say gratitude. gratitude. Say gratitude. gratitude. Hmm. Are you in the house of God? Say gratitude. gratitude. Say we need to be more grateful. Say we need to be more grateful. And ungratefulness is going to be the order of the day. Today, the Bible says, we read it in the book of 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people. There will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, trackerous, reckless, sullen with conceit, Lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. Rather than the lovers of God. Yes. Having the appearance of godliness but denying his power, avoid such people. They will be full in the church. But they will live like Satan's children. You didn't pay me to preach, you must, I'll preach. Next time you must pay me. I'll say nice things. I'll say nice things. Say never, you say nice things if we pay you. You just need to bribe me. Hallelujah. Are you still in the house of God? I'm reading the Bible. Stop me, I'm reading the Bible. It's the word. Hallelujah. Are you in the house of God? Say ungratefulness. Now listen to this. Gratefulness gives value to the gift received. It is gratefulness that gives the gift value. In other words, if I give you 
20 rands and you complain that it's not enough, so it shall be. But if you are grateful like I gave you a thousand, it shall carry the value of a thousand. I want to give you signs that people are not grateful in life. I'm going to give you a list of them. Maybe you will pick up one or two for yourself. Say never maybe. You pick up what? Are you in the house of God? Now, I want to say this. The first thing, if you want to restore your life with a love relationship with God, the first thing that you must do, you have to appreciate what God has done for you. That you are saved. Amen? Amen. The fact that you are saved, you have been saved from many things. Appreciate the gospel of Jesus. Appreciate that God gave the best for you. That's the only th thing that he had, the only child he had, he gave for you. A person who is not settled in the relationship with God, he will never be settled in the relationship with anything. Are you hearing me? Be happy with God. Be content with God. The rest will follow. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy you are a child of God? Are you happy? Say, yeah. are you sure? Why these complaints I'm hearing? The murmuring. Amen? The murmuring. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ungrateful people always look back to a past life and think it was better than what they have today. Ungrateful people. And we see that with the children of Israel in the book of Numbers, I think 21, you can read the story, where they said, hey, we used to eat nice, nice things in Egypt. Hallelujah. How do we know you are ungrateful? You are thinking about the life when you are still a sinner. How can you miss such a life? Ask your neighbor, how can you miss such a life? I mean, you are a slave. You know, I don't understand the children of Israel. I mean, they were slaves. They own nothing, but they were just happy that they are saving somebody who's giving them meat. But they own nothing. Are you hearing me? Huh. You see, the devil is a terrible master. He will make you feel like all is well. When he's done with you, he'll kill you. He'll kill you like he did with Judas. That spirit will kill you. 
when he's done with you. The end of it is always destruction. He's a terrible master. When he's done with you, he discards you like a, a, an empty... Uh, uh. Are you hearing me? How can you even remember that life? Ask your neighbor, how can you? Since I'm a Christian, I don't even have a car now. What is this? What kind of life is this? But that's confusion. You had a car, yes. But look at your life then. It was a mess. You would rather have a car and live like that. Hello? Am, am I talking to somebody here? You look back and say, look at the things that I've left. Yeah. Ungrateful. Say, say ungrateful. Ungrateful people don't know what matters the most in life. They have got priorities confused. They call good what is not good. And they call bad what is, bad, what is good. It's confusion. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? So the children of Israel, they complained, they complained. And God was very angry that day. He sent snakes to destroy them. You remember? Amen. He wanted to do what? He wanted to finish them. Do you love this Jesus Christ? Say, I love you, Jesus. With all my heart. Say, I love you, Lord. Amen. Are you still here? Amen. Say, ungrateful people. Ungrateful people. Ungrateful people don't appreciate anything. You can do anything for them, they will still not be happy. They have a sense of entitlement. You, you had to do it. You had to do it. You know, I've seen people say, Hey, what do you mean? What is that? There's an expectation that people must do something for you because they are Christians. And when they don't do it, it's a problem. But the problem is that it's the problem is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Are you here? I'm giving you a list of signs of ungrateful people. Are you here? Yes. Ungrateful people, they will make you feel very small. Even when they speak, they, they like putting, down on putting people down. Putting people to their places, so they put it. They will, they will put you in your place. Amen. That's ungrateful people. I'll tell you why they're ungrateful. Why are they, they do that? You see, if... If you have this thing in your life, remember what we do to people is a reflection of how we look at ourselves. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just a reflection of us. The insecurities that we have, we reflect it on other people. You know, there are people who come into the place or you know, into the, into the room, and they will 
basically bring it alive. Are you hearing me? And there's one who will make you feel so bad because they themselves are ungrateful for what God has done for them. And they go around and want to reflect it on other people to be like them. Amen. 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 So when they speak, they will speak like, uh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Amen. Say ungrateful people. They will make you feel small. But that's their problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just say that the, the ungrateful people are never satisfied with anything. You know, remember I said to you that if you keep accumulating things in life, five cars is not enough. Three houses is not enough. Check if you are not trying to fill a void with wrong things. Because the end of it is what? Is destruction. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I talking to somebody here? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to give you a few other signs of this. Do you love Jesus Christ? Amen. A ungrateful people. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Be grateful. Be grateful. Hallelujah. You know, this morning in, in Sasselbeck, I spoke about the, the blind young man who plays keyboard. And he was there today. And I said, I look at this young man. I see gratefulness. That young man is more bubblier than many of us who can see. That boy is happy. I mean, he makes you feel bad that you have got two eyes. Because some of us want to feel bad for him. Hey, hey, hey. No. You know, you know, you know what he said? And I, and I asked him, why is it so? You know what he told me? He said, Ke He said that. The blind man. He said, Ke He said, I have, I am content with what I have. I don't have sight, yes, but there are other things that I have. That young man wants to do things that people who can see one can't even think about doing them. But he wants to do them. It's like he's not blind. Are you hearing me? Say neighbor, be grateful. Say be grateful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say be grateful. Ungrateful people take advantage of your kindness. They take advantage of your kindness. Amen? They think it's a must, isn't it? Say ungrateful people. 
They take advantage of what? Of your kindness. I told you that they are never happy with what they have. Never happy with what they have. Amen? Remember, if you, if you think that something out there is going to make you happy, you're wasting your time. Jesus is there to make you happy. So be happy. Hallelujah. Say, be happy. Ungrateful people are never happy when others make it in life. So if you, if, you don't, if you don't celebrate with me tomorrow, I will know there's a problem. I'm giving you this thing so that you check where you are, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. Say ungrateful people. Ungrateful people tend to be negative and critical of everything. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. They find fault in everyone and everything except themselves. It's a lack of appreciation in them. I stay here. And creative people take people take things for granted that they had to be there. Parents, pastors, you know, teachers. You know, they go on with life like everything was supposed to be there. Say ungrateful people. They always blame others for their own mistakes. They never take responsibility for anything. Say ungrateful people. They don't take what? Responsibility for anything. Ungrateful people um, are uncooperative and they're difficult to work with. Yeah. Are you here? Yes, sir. So you can see that they are trying to, the problem is their soul. You can see that, you wonder, this person, what must I do? There's nothing you can do. The problem is deep inside. Amen? Sometimes you are a parent, you wonder what more should, can I do for my child? Uh-uh. It's a soul issue. A soul issue. Are you here? You, you wonder what more can, to satisfy my husband? A soul issue. What can you do? He's unhappy. You do this, he's unhappy. You do this, he's unhappy. It's a soul issue. Say it's a soul issue. No one can fill that void. Only God. Only God. Are, are you here? Yes, I'll give you a few more, then we're done. Hallelujah. Amen. These are the people who, who will say to you, uh, they will like claim ownership of things that they've done for you. You owe me something. You owe me something. I've done this for you. If it wasn't me, you, you, you always want people to know you are the one who did it. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> you know, I was, 
you know, I, yesterday, when was it? This week, I, we had a meeting at work, and, you know, there were heads of departments there, and, and uh, there's this other head of the department. You know, they're they doing this other, they're called multidisciplinary teams and so on. They deal with cancers and, and so radiation and oncology, you know, say, say about, that's just whatever he's saying. Hallelujah. So he says, so he says, um, you know, other people are talking, um, you know, how they, they are now doing their, you know, every department now has got its own multidisciplinary team and so on. And then he says, uh, he wanted to say something, and then he wanted to start by saying, no, uh, the, his department were the first one to do it, so you can see other people now followed. And I said, he really needed to make sure he slots it in. But I, f I felt like standing up and say, that's not even true. My department was the first one. He's even claiming something that does not even belong to him. But I felt like, should I? No. I, don't, I can't scoop that low. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'll keep my reward. Are you, are you here? So they're like kinnakins and tunakins. Say never told a man. Heaven knows you have done it. It won't change. It's inscribed in heaven forever that you did it. And the reward that comes from above is better than the ones from the lips of people. Are you talking to say never? And, and, and some of you, you feel bad that people don't recognize you for the things you did. Don't worry, man. And you look around and say, this company, if it wasn't for me, say, never humble yourself. I want to talk to somebody here. Because this thing can be very subtle sometimes, this desire, this emptiness. But, but, but you know, it means you want something from outside to give you some nice feeling. <laughs> and it's not coming, you feel so bad. If it wasn't for me, this business would not be where it is. Who gave you the strength? Who gives you the strength? We are thinking now. I, 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 I. You thought you escaped. Now at this moment you feel that no, no. It looks I also have to go back and do some homework. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Say ungrateful people. Maybe the last one. They have a victim mentality. They have a victim mentality. Or maybe I'll give you one more. 
They have a victim mentality. It's always others. It's always others. Say, but when are you going to sit down and say, what is my part in the whole thing? If I was not in the picture, how things would have turned out? Remove yourself. You will see you are at the core of everything. How come wherever you have been, there are issues? Who is the common factor? Did you ask your neighbor? How come wherever you have been, there are, common, there are same issues? So who is common in all this? You know, it's difficult to stand out of yourself and look at yourself. That's the most difficult thing to do. Hallelujah. You know, as I always said in the past, you know, if you want, if you want, if you want to, and you must be ready for this, if you want to know who you really are, just call a family meeting. And grant everybody amnesty. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Call what? Everybody. Family meeting. I said, people, today I want you to say whatever you want. I won't hold you responsible or accountable for anything. And whatever it ends here, I won't, I won't hate you. I won't feel bad. I just want you to be free and tell me how you think I am. What kind of a person do, do you think I am? I will see people are sitting nicely to tell you the truth. You hear things, oh? You say, ah, are you sure it's me? Include your children, your sisters, your brother, everyone. Your mother, your father. Now, please, people, I want help. I just want you to tell me how you know me. Define me. I'm telling you, you'll be shocked. You'll think they're talking about your neighbor. Are you hearing me? Some things you won't even identify them. Are you sure it's me? So I say, yeah, are you? Are you, are you? are you here? Lastly, ungrateful people don't care how you feel. They don't care. They, they don't care. If they want to do something, they do it. Take it or leave it. They don't care about how you feel. They do it because it satisfies them. And grateful people don't consider the next person when they make decisions. It's them first. They are at the center of life. They don't really care how you feel. Amen. The sooner you can see them, the better, because then you will know how to treat them. And you, you, you won't stop, you will stop uh, being angry. You know, I've, in ministry, I've helped so many people. Ah, so many in ministry. Sure, so ungrateful. I mean, some of the stories are shocking. And you, you will only say this person was ungrateful. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the, the things that I, I hear that people say out there, I say, okay, fine. God, you know the truth. Amen. Be the judge. Amen. You know, when I call God to judge, you are in trouble. Oh. 
When I call heavens to judge on this matter, you must know that I know I'm not guilty, so let them judge. I know I'm not guilty. So I call heaven to judge. Yo, when heaven descends to judge, you will see this person that heaven has judged you. Hallelujah. You people that have been helping others, continue doing that. Continue the good work that you're doing. Their ungratefulness is not your problem. It's not your problem. Continue being good. Amen? Because nothing else will make you happy than being yourself. You're not pretending you are yourself. Let those that are ungrateful and evil continue to benefit from this. What can you do? What can you do? You are just being yourself. You are living. If you stop living, you'll die. That's the way you live. That's the way you breathe. Continue breathing. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will help you to know where you're coming from. Not only where you are, but where you're coming from. We only look at where we are, and we desire we could be somewhere else. And then we miss the fact that progress has already been made. That's why we are where we are. It's also a statement of the faithfulness of God to say, the one who brought me here will still take me there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be content. Amen. Let your soul find rest in him. In this world. Whatever happens, it's a bonus. Find your soul peace. That's all. If you're sick and you, you don't get healed, it's fine. But have peace. Have peace. Have peace. Let your soul pens for this God and find rest in him. Be quenched by his presence. Let this thirst be quenched by his presence. Hallelujah. That's my prayer for you. And that's my desire for your lives. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want you to take this moment. Look at your life and see how ungrateful you have been. There's no problem. Where you should have been more grateful. To your parents, to your brothers, to your sisters, to those who helped you and, and, and brought you this far. Be grateful. 
just appreciate and repent that you were not as grateful as you should have been. Um, just take this moment. Let's just stand on our feet and just take this moment just to reflect on your life. The good people that were in your life and have done all the wonderful things. Remember them right now. Remember them. And ask God to forgive you that you were you fought them, disagreed with them, and left them. So, pray that God will forgive you that you didn't appreciate anything from them. You call them names that they were not. Yes. I know that many of you, or not many of you, some of you, this is the point that you're going to see something happening in your life. You just needed to appreciate it a little bit more so that things may start un unfolding in your life. There's so much to be grateful for. So much. He died for you. He gave his love for you. Just spend this moment, just, just appreciate God, appreciate Him, appreciate Him in your life, just appreciate Him, appreciate Him, appreciate Him, appreciate, appreciate God, appreciate God, appreciate God, appreciate, appreciate for all that has been in your life from the moment you were born until today moment you were born again until today. Just appreciate. Pray that your soul will be settled in him and will rest from today on. That you will not seek anything more than, than him. Father, here we are, Lord, we pray this morning, this afternoon, we thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we have tried to fill the void in us with wrong things in life. And our lives were exposed to the dangers of this world because of our desires. Heavenly Father, we pray this afternoon that our hearts will be turned, our souls will be turned towards you. And we'll desire nothing else from today, nothing else but you, Lord. That our souls, our desires will be after you. After your kingdom, after the things that you love, not the things that we love. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your spirit will be made manifest in our lives, that our souls will be transformed, our minds will be transformed to seek the things that please you, to seek the things that make you happy. Lord God, we pray today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. We pray that we will enter a rest in our life. Satisfaction, Lord. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Let's clap hands for Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah.